again and welcome to Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. I am your host, Chris Levine. Today's topic will kind of put many of us on the spot, but in a good way. There'll be some resolve. Uh, We will be talking about faking resilience, and especially this, the fact that pretending not to care is often the habit of someone who generally cares the most. Our official theme is, I don't care. Yes, you do. Now, in music, Paul McCartney sang about this when he wrote about putting on a brave face. On television, on the American version of the show The Office, Dwight Schrute isn't invited to Michael Scott's dinner party and resiliently says he doesn't care Then seconds later, he's crying. This is the gist of this episode of Refresher. According to Healthline.com, when we do this, it's usually for a few reasons. It's usually to either avoid being hurt or to avoid showing weakness. Another possibility is that we may lack confidence, and it also mentions this in a sense that's well worth addressing. It states that this often happens when parents and caregivers judge or criticize a child for expressing their emotions. Some restrictive caregivers reprimand children for basically anything that could be considered an outburst, positive or negative. So what happens? Well, eventually, that child may no longer feel safe expressing themselves. So what do they do? They hide their expressions to prevent further criticism. It closes by saying that caregivers who also mask their own emotions or emotionless type people can also reinforce the idea that that child should do the same thing, even if they don't tell them to. Now, I want to cover that part of this fairly. I didn't want to just gloss over this. I wanted to mention this. There is obviously a balance here that needs to be considered. For example, let's say a child wants a piece of candy. And you as a parent tell that child, you can have it, just finish your dinner first. Well, imagine that for that child, that's not that's not the right answer. That's not good enough. They want it now. We've all seen that kid, the one screaming in the restaurant. Maybe they're on the floor throwing a tantrum. If the parent gives in and hands over the candy, they just inadvertently taught that kid how to get candy from now on whenever they want it. But again, parental perspective, to be fair, they're stressed to the max. They're probably exhausted and more than likely they're embarrassed. Giving in to the tantrum is the easiest way for that parent to temporarily make all of it go away and diffuse the situation. So where's the middle ground? Well, the key to this, as with most things, is balance. As parents, maybe this is, is, is what we should shoot for. We, we can acknowledge their want. We can assure them of our love. 
We can be strong. We can be stern. We can be patient, definitive, whatever. But they should not be given the candy as a reward for their hyper insane sugar addiction rage. In other words, we can't just hand them over the keys to the Bratmobile. Again, I'm saying all this for a reason. We were talking about the example set by parents and caregivers and how sometimes they stifle emotions from their kids. When we're talking about that, we do not mean this. We mean this on non-tantrum levels. Maybe we can wrap it up like this. Encourage children to talk to you. Discourage children from screaming at you. That seems fair, right? Okay, so that established. The website also mentions how pretending that we don't care when we actually do really affects us. It cites things like disruptive communication, massive emotional buildup, and relationship strain. Uh, these things are all direct byproducts of this. And I agree on all counts because what we're essentially doing is we're essentially lying to ourselves to protect ourselves. It's funny, the, the, the little comic strip, Calvin and Hobbes says it perfectly. Uh, there's one where the Calvin character says, quote, it's not denial. I'm just very selective about the reality that I accept, end quote. This concept of pretending not to care really is essentially an emotional defense mechanism. We're protecting ourselves. So let's dig deeper. There's a website called psych2go.net, and it mentions three reasons why we do this. Number one is what's called reaction formation. What is reaction formation? Well, this involves expressing or not expressing an impulse that's the opposite of what's really happening. What does that mean? Well, it gives an example that let's say we're wanting to cry, but we're in the middle of the line in, in a bank. So we don't. We refuse ourselves the luxury of crying because of reasons such as social norms and a fear of criticism. It would seem inappropriate, so we suppress it. That's reaction formation. Self-deception is another one. Self-deception is trying to deny the real nature of the threat to our feelings. And by saying, that doesn't upset me, or I'm okay with this, that's our mind's feeble attempt to try to downplay the threat and allow ourselves to cope. Rationalization is something else that we do. And what is rationalization? Well, this involves reinterpreting our behavior to make it more acceptable in our own mind. Let's use an example. Let's say a friend doesn't call you and you really wanted them to because you really needed them. You asked them to and they didn't. Rationalization would be telling yourself either something mild, like maybe she's just busy, or something as extreme as, well, I don't really matter to them anyway, so this shouldn't upset me. It's the extremes. You know, I love psychology. Psychology fascinates me. But honestly, one of the issues that I personally have with psychology sometimes is that while it's great to pinpoint issues, we don't want to just know what they are. We want real help. As such, I don't want this podcast just to be an identifier. I want it to help. So let's try it. 
how can we deal with the very real defense mechanism of pretending not to care about something that in actuality we do care about? It's really affected us. Well, maybe a good way to start would be to note that if you are hurt, you are hurt. That's okay. No one wants to be. Who wants to be hurt? We try to avoid it, but if we are, we are. Think about this way. If we miss the nail and we hammer our finger, do we pretend it doesn't hurt? We know it hurts. We generally don't say out loud, well, that didn't hurt. Nothing hurts me. My hands are made of steel. No, we say, ouch, and everyone understands why. Well, what's the difference when the same thing happens emotionally? Technically, nothing except the fact that some may not understand. They may not get why. It's not as clear as the hammer to the finger. And so we become defensive because we have to explain why we're hurt. But still, the principle is no different. If we're hurt, we're hurt. We should try not to overreact now. We don't want to be a a grown-up version of the kid in the restaurant not getting their way. But, but when we stop pretending that this fake resilience somehow makes us cooler, we won't repress it. Then something great can happen. We can grow. Imagine, for example, that you broke your leg, but tried with all of your might to ignore it and just walk comfortably, walk normally. You can't. And who wins from this? No one, especially you. You have to care. You have a broken leg. You have to be real about it. It's the same thing with emotional pain. Care. Be real. Temper your feelings. Remain respectful and civil, but don't limp around with the broken leg or the broken heart. Work on getting it set, getting it right again. If a person made you feel hurt, and especially If there was a chance that it was a misunderstanding, sometimes just biting the bullet and talking to them is the best way to go. But if the situation still hurts you, which by all means it probably will if you're a human being, analyze the positives. Don't pretend you don't care. Care. Don't pretend you're okay. It's only going to make you worse. Adapt but don't deny. Ultimately, this means being vulnerable. You know what's scary? This means possibly publicly being vulnerable. And this is hard, but it is so much better than pretending your leg isn't broken. In almost every case, and please remember this in closing, if we just deal with the initial and temporary awkwardness of caring, like we would physically say while wearing a cast for a while, eventually we're going to heal. And that's what we want. Well, we have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we put background music to our topic. We have for you this time around, and I don't care, yes you do, playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash. I don't care. Yes, you do. And you'll have it at your fingertips. 
So, so what do we have for you this time around? Track number one is pretty self-explanatory. It is by the Ramones and it is entitled, I Don't Care. Number two, One Million Kisses by Half Japanese. When you hear the lyrics, it'll make sense. Number three, Roll With It by Oasis. Number four, Breaking Us in Two by Joe Jackson. I've always liked that song. Number five, 19th Nervous Breakdown by the Rolling Stones. Number six, I'm Not Worried at All by Moby. Number seven, You Dropped a Bomb on Me <laughs> by the Gap Band. I mean, the synthesized bombs dropping alone is worth the price of admission here. Number eight, Walk On By. This is the killer version of this song, Walk On By, by the Stranglers. Number nine, Please Push No More by Gary Newman. And number 10 is Hap, Hap, Happy Heart by Lucia Pamela. Hats off to you, Lucia Pamela. Okay, this lady recorded an album called Into Outer Space in 1969, and she played like 15 instruments on this album. I'm not exaggerating. But you hear it, and it's like, what is this? What is this album? Is, is it a children's album? I don't think so, because one of the songs on it is about her boyfriend gambling all their money away in Las Vegas. So I'm thinking it's not a children's album. But the overwhelming majority of this is her taking a spaceship into space and all the things she sees and all those that she meets there, including the animals. This album, with its lo-fi production, is like watching a parade when the clouds are dark darkening eerily and you know it's about to rain. But the parade is so great and fun that it's not yet raining and it never does. So everything's ultimately going to be okay. Lucia Pamela just rules. She walks that line between criminally insane and genius. According to Ripley's Believe It or Not, this lady has a world record of having memorized 10,000 songs. And check this out. In the 1970s, she drew and released a coloring book to be a companion to the Into Outer Space album. Granted, this is an album that virtually absolutely no one heard. She then announced an international coloring contest open to all ages because, quote, children aren't the only people who like to color books. And the best part was that the contest had no deadline. It's still going on, and it will forever. A winner was and never will be declared. This way, not only does the contest never end and we can continue indefinitely to color and be happy, but everyone wins. I could have done an entire episode on this lady, and it looks like I almost did. Anyway, that's number 10, Hap, Hap, Happy Heart by Lucia Pamela. So, you can find this playlist really easily again on Spotify. Just type in refresher podcast dash. I don't care. Yes, you do. Thanks for tuning in, guys. 
I, I appreciate every last one of you for listening to these things. I hope they bring you some degree of comfort, some degree of entertainment, and are somewhat refreshing. Listen, have you heard the Managing Expectations podcast as well? You should go check it out on Spotify. Uh, my friends Jeff and Brian have a really listenable chemistry, and they cover a lot of interesting ground on pop culture. So check them out on Spotify. Again, they are the Managing Expectations podcast. And also, there is the 7208 podcast on Spotify, where my son Harrison and I have teamed up for, quote, multi-generational pop culture dot 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 blended to perfection end quote that is the 7208 podcast on spotify as always the music that begins and ends this podcast is the band dive the song is called a day late and it was written by john Fuerte. so until next time everybody this is chris levine for refresher the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor. And remember, there is a huge difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time.